Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. So it's time for the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast with your host, the styling, profiling, limousine riding, swatch wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, woo, son of a gun. And he's having a hard time holding down those alligators. Ty King. Yo, yo, yo. Ooh, I'm a little loud. Or should I say ho, ho, ho? It's December, baby. Are you in the spirit? Didn't get in the spirit till about a week ago. So, hey, but I'm telling you right now, I'm in the spirit to have a great episode today if I don't break my microphone. This is only like the third episode I've done in my new studio, the Black Flag Studio. Thank you for joining me, though, because uh, my name is Ty King. I'm the host of the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast, and that's what you're listening to right now, and I appreciate that. And uh, I pro- it's probably not a Friday, but if it is, happy Friday to you. And um, because I think I'm going to release this one pretty early, so it won't be Friday. But you could be listening to it on a Friday. But do know this. Um, all things Win, Lose, or Tie, please go to the Instagram channel and follow it. Win, Lose, or Tie. W-I-N-L-O-S-E-O-R-T-Y-E. Now, email the show, Win, Lose, or Tie podcast at gmail.com. But really... You can get a hold of me through the Instagram. That would be, it's almost preferable now. However, um, that I say that, I want everybody to know that please, when you're listening to this, if on Spotify or on Apple, since that wrapped came out and everything, I do I do the wrapped thing too, everything, uh, please hit subscribe onto your, uh, when you, it doesn't cost you any money. I don't, this is a free podcast. But hit subscribe. What that does is it makes my podcast more visible, more visible to other people, and it'll put it in front of people. And so you know what? So you're listening to it. So maybe at dinner or at lunch or in the drive-through or whatever, you might can have a conversation about it. And just uh, so so, just do that. Hit subscribe for me. But today is a great episode, and I want to introduce my guest right out of the gate. This guy, you got to understand something for me to me real quick before I introduce him. This guy, I would say, it's funny, I was talking to my mom this morning and uh, on the phone, and, and she, well, I said, I, I think he's arguably the most influential person in my life. Uh, and she goes, other than my parents, and she, goes, she said, I think I would agree with that. I'll probably agree with that. And I think he's been that way for, for tons and tons and tons of people. I'm already getting emotional, uh, uh, and he's here today, and I just saw him. I gave him the biggest hug when he came over, and I just want to welcome in. Uh, he's my hero. He's your hero. He's Mr. John Sparks. Sparks, buddy, welcome to the show. Hey, Ty. I'm glad to be here, man. <laughs> man. I just look at your face. I just love you, man. Yeah, a lot of people laugh when they see my face. <laughs> I make people feel good because they're laughing. Man, I don't know about that, but dude, just do you understand? Okay, so so Sparks was a, uh, everybody calls him Sparks. So that's, I'm referring to him uh, as how I, how I know him. And Sparks, it was a uh, instructor and a teacher at South Plains College where I attended school for my first two years out of high school. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And, um, but this guy's, how long did you teach at South Plains? 34 years. Pull that microphone a little bit closer. 34 you, years. You can pull it closer. Okay. Yeah, okay. you don't have to lean up. Yeah. There you go. 34 years. 34 years. <laughs> 34 years. I was, well, let's say I was there 34 years. I'm not sure how many of them I was actually teaching. <laughs> no, no, I was there 34, 34 years. years, which is uh, an achievement in itself because, you know, coming from a, um, uh, a home that was, had educators in it, my mom and my mom taught for 35 plus years too. So uh, I feel like you guys always had that connection. But uh, it was so funny when mom, when I told her today, 
So when I told her, I was like, mom, I'm having sparks on. And this is her. This, I was on the phone with her. We were talking about some other stuff. I go, I'm excited about today's episode. She goes, really? Who's on? Really? Who's on today? <laughs> I go, Sparks. John Sparks. Oh, my God. John Sparks is going to be on today. God, I love him. I just love him. I love him so much. What are you going to ask him? I don't know, Mom, but how, how big of a role do you think? He, he, he's probably pretty, pretty influ- influential. Well, I think he might be the most influential person in your life outside of your father and me. <laughs> I, I agree with her. So that's, that's what my mom sounds like on the phone. All right. All right. I got to go, Mom. Okay. Tell him I said hello. Give him a big hug. Okay. Thanks. So that's what Julie King had to say today. Great. Great. I was just thinking that what we're doing right now yeah. is what we spent a lot of the two years you were in yeah. Leveland doing. Mm-hmm. We're sitting in my office. Shooting the shit? Shooting the bull. Yeah, exactly. And Absolutely. Was, but, but that's the, man, we're going to get into all kinds of stuff with you today. But I wanted to, I wanted to get you in on the show as early as possible inside the show. Um, but really, I want to recap real quick. Last week, I had... Uh, Zach T Arena on, and he's the uh, founder of Fungo Productions. And man, what a cool story that is! And it's kind of weird because I taught him media, and you taught me media, and that's kind of full circle. And now he he works in media and takes some of the coolest pictures, sports pictures you've ever seen in your life. And uh, so, if, when you get time after listening to uh, the Sparks's episode here today, go back and listen to Zach T Arena and Fungo Productions. He's got something really cool going on. So um but he he was fantastic, man. And um also I want to let everybody know, know that email me or, or or send me a a DM. Ty's favorite things is coming out next week. Maybe at the end of this week. And what that is every year I do a Oprah's like Oprah does her favorite things. And you're supposed to go buy those things as Christmas gifts or you look them up right or whatever. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make my own list. So Ty's favorite things. Mark Youngblood will be here, and we're going to uh, talk about my favorite things. And I've got some, I've got some really, really cool things. And after that, the last episode of the year will be Jamie Berryhill's coming to sit in, and we're going to recap 2023. 2023 wasn't my favorite year, but we are going to come in, and it's going to be Jamie Berryhill. And you know that's always a good time. You know Jamie Berryhill. Absolutely, another great SPC TV guy. Yeah, he was man. He's a good musician, and uh, he's a great dude. And one of my best friends. So. Uh, but anyway, that's what to look forward to. That's what you can look back on. But right now, this is the John Sparks episode. And, you know, Sparks, it's it, it's kind of uh, interesting to me. I, I didn't think I could ever have you on because you live in Louisiana. And, you, right. and you'd moved back to Louisiana. But right. now that you've come back to Lubbock and you're living here now or in the West Texas area, I couldn't wait to get you in. Like, I just was like, because, you know, you don't understand well how you do understand, but the influence you have on kids and you had on me, especially as a young adult, like I'm moving into adulthood and to kind of learn um, responsibility, but also have fun at the same time. And you slowly integrated that, those think that kind of thinking into my life. And, uh, and I know you get that a lot cause you have to, but I mean, I mean, golly, it's hard to remember the names of kids that you taught. There's a, there's a few that I don't remember, <laughs> I, <laughs> I guess, I but then I don't remember. Right. You know, I, I think I remember most of them. Yeah. I, I run into, yeah. I may have to say, now, what's your name? Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. But it'll come right back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, when you first started, well, well first off, how did you get to television or radio TV production? I know that, how did you get into that area before we even get into the classroom? Okay. Well, I was, I was going to tech and I was in grad school. 
And when I first went to Tech, I was an advertising major. And so, wow. you know, advertising, yeah. yeah, that was a great major. I loved yeah, it. For sure. Uh, but I knew all along that what I really wanted to do was to teach. And uh, so I was sitting with Billy Ross. Do you ever remember that name? I Billy remember, I. Ross I remember, at, I at Texas remember State. I the name, yes. A great sure. guy. He was my advisor. And uh, we were sitting in his office. And he says, Sparks, what do you want to do? And I said, not advertising, Dr. Ross. <laughs> he says, well, and he kind of chuckled. And, and I said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to teach. I want to teach. I'd like to teach in a, in a junior college. I actually sat there in his office and said, I want to teach in a junior college. He how, says, how many people have ever said that in their life? Nobody. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it was a, a, the funniest thing because he said, what you ought to do, he says, find you a, a nice community college where they need somebody to help them write news releases or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And see if you could just uh, part-time teach a class for, you know, part-time class, um, full-time writing news releases or something like that. So I said, well, that's a pretty good idea. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So I was still an undergraduate at that time. And I, oh, really? Yeah. And okay. So, and I was working for a, a neat company in Lubbock called Boone Publications. Mm-hmm. We printed directories, military directories, and we printed uh, uh, phone books for universities. And we did the University of Hawaii. We did LSU. Hey, for all the uh, for all my uh, younger people out there, a phone book <laughs> is something that <laughs> – What is a phone book? A phone, the Feist – <laughs> yeah. pages. Uh, a phone book is something that had everybody's name, number, and address in it, and it, right. and, you, and, and it got handed to you on your doorstep. I mean, it's oh, crazy, right? <laughs> and we were we were working on a on some directories around, and when I graduated from tech, uh, I decided I needed to make a little bit more money than my part time job, and so uh, the people at Boone said to me, "said Why don't you?" Uh, help us out and go on the road a little bit and sort of be a liaison to these these bases around. And so yeah. I was actually in Columbus, Ohio on May 11th, 1970, when the tornado hit. When the, for the, I, the, 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 the big, that's a weird, infamous tornado, I guess, the, the, the word. It's just called the Lubbock Tornado. It's called yeah. the Lubbock Tornado, and yeah. May it always just be called Yeah, it, absolutely. And, and uh, uh, well, it was pretty, pretty devastating here. So well, I wasn't I was, alive yet, but uh, I just you you if you grew up here, you know about that yeah tornado yeah. yeah. And I had just been there a couple of days. I'd been I had driven out there from Lubbock, so I was I was just getting ready to start my new job out there when the tornado hit, and uh, I I remember looking at the video on the Today Show, and it really? was devastation. Yeah, and uh, I said to myself, "What am I doing here? My heart is in Lubbock. I want to be in West Texas." Yeah. My hometown is hurting, and I'm not even here. Man, and uh, so that's a big decision. I mean, well, it hit me Turn like right a, around. Hit me like you know yeah. something right in the face. Yeah, I called Doctor Ross, and I said, Doctor Ross, I said, I've heard you guys are starting a graduate program. He says, Yeah, you want to be part of it? I said, I can't imagine going to graduate school. I'm not. You know, I don't really have the academic grades. <laughs> and after he stopped laughing, he finally said, he "said Why don't you come on out?" And he yeah. said, "And uh, and you can take the uh, the GRE and all that stuff, and see sure. if you see if you can make it. At least try it a semester." Yeah. So I decided on my second day in Ohio that I was coming back to Lubbock, and I, that's what I did. And I, I yeah. came back. You were like, "Ohio sucks, uh-huh. man." 
Oh, man. Sorry, Greg Miller, but yeah, no, it's a, it was a nice town, Columbus, and you know, I was I, I had to go down and get a, a little manual to study for the GRE, mm-hmm. and so I went down to the bookstore across the street from Ohio State, mm-hmm. and it was all boarded up because mm-hmm. this was 1970, and there was a lot of uh, political oh, unrest, yeah, yeah, social unrest, and yeah. and uh, they were the kids from Ohio State were not uh, kind of holding back. <laughs> they were they were breaking glass and yeah. and doing stuff and and uh, so they had the you know went into the bookstore and and they had the board the the windows boarded up I bought that little book there yeah that's amazing and but came I came back, back I got the rest back is history and and but well I say rest of history that wasn't just you, I mean but I don't know how you got from from Lubbock to Leveland uh, because because let everybody know it, it just if you don't know Sparks which you know I got people that listen all over and. Um, and they don't they don't know where Lubbock is versus you know but but if you ever wanted a, a landscape of where we live out here in West Texas you know Leveland is a perfect name it <laughs> it's is just exactly what it looks like it's what it feels like uh, yeah. out here but uh, Leveland is thirty miles west of here mm-hmm. and they have a junior college a community college and I don't know how you got there but tell me tell me how did you get I took there? the shortest way to Leveland from Lubbock and that's through La Mesa. <laughs> And that's not the shortest. That's not the well. It was it was the shortest way for me. For you, I'm, I'm sitting in a class. Yeah, you have the Mesa ties. Yeah, yeah. I, I decided uh, I was going to in grad school. I was going to really concentrate on print journalism mm-hmm. and how to write stories. Yeah, and so that led me to a class with a great professor named Ralph Selmire at Tech. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in that class, and he he calls me up after class, and I think, oh no. You know, yeah. that was always my instinct. Oh, no. <laughs> so he called me up there and he said, have you ever been to La Mesa? I said, yeah, I've yeah. been to La Mesa. He said, they're looking for a guy to write news releases and maybe teach a class or two. And I thought, wow, this is deja vu going back to what I said yeah. to Dr. Ross all those years ago. Yeah. So I went down there and... the they hired me right there on the spot, and I uh, went to work there writing news releases. That's crazy. And I stayed uh, there and actually started teaching some journalism classes. Mm-hmm. At the, the, out there high school or whatever? At the junior high. Oh, the junior high. My first oh, yeah. teaching experience was junior high, which, which was perfect for dealing with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of times, I think uh, when a kid graduates from high school, sometimes he, I don't know what happens, but I think you, you demature somehow yeah <laughs> you know? yeah it's like you were more mature the, your senior year of high school than you were your freshman year of college yeah uh i just think i know i was I, yeah i did too yeah <laughs> so, yeah the greatest thing you know in uh la Mesa was i got to meet a man named stephen henry who ran the newspaper or he was the editor for the newspaper mm-hmm. he didn't run it but he was the editor What's pretty, he, pretty he got the, it, yeah. he got the job uh, or actually bought the newspaper in leveland and after he got in that position, he called me up one day. I was mowing my grass, and he says, come to Leveland and work at the college. Yeah. And I said, yeah, okay, yeah. right. Me teaching in college. Yeah. I'm teaching at the junior high, the <laughs> middle school in La Mesa, and you want me to teach yeah. in uh, South Plains College? He yeah. says, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I want you to do. Yeah. I said, I want you to come up and meet Dr. Baker, the president of the college. Yeah. So, Well, and, and I want people to know that uh, before we really um, – because I kind of want to keep it in a, in a timeline, uh, orderly fashion here. You have a beautiful family, and and you got to understand, folks, that when uh, when you drove out to Leveland and you were at school there, sometimes you were stuck there. 
because you might have had a class at nine, but you also had maybe a class at, at, at three. So you had a lot of time in between. So when you got to know Sparks and you got into his program, which is the TV program, and I'm, and I'm talking to the people right now, that uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't uncommon for you for us to run into your wife, one of the most beautiful people and one of the sweetest people you can ever meet and one of the greatest names ever is Olga. Right. Your wife. Unbelievable. How did you guys meet? Well, that was the best thing that happened to me in La Mesa. I met her um, as actually it was a blind date. Is that uh, right? Yeah. A lady down there said, uh, we're having a, a fundraiser benefit. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you want to come? And I said, I don't know. Okay. She says, I can hook you up with a really pretty date. And yeah. I said, what time do what time I come? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so she introduced me to Olga and, uh, you know, we, we dated for several years. We've been married 46 years 46 now. 46 years. Man, yeah. that's what a, what an accomplishment that is for her. I, yeah. I'm telling you exactly. She's it, being married to her has to be easy, you know, cause she's such, she's such the sweetest lady. She's, open she's y'all, open y'all's home. To us, yeah, she's and what you see. What yeah, you see is that's absolutely. her, absolutely. Yeah. And um, man, just I just I have nothing but good memories of her and y'all as a family. And you guys had two kids, uh, Michael and Veronica, right? Okay. And um, b- before we move on down the line, I mean, just wonderful, two great kids. But um, uh, I guess let's talk about let's talk about Veronica for just a okay. second. And how man, you talk about influence. And being, um, you know, how do you, I don't know how do you even, how do you even bring this up to you? You know, how do you talk about it? But it's part of who you are. Yeah, it is. And, and talk about, tell, tell everybody what, what Veronica was all about and, and, and why we're speaking of her in this way. Well, Veronica lost, uh, lost her battle to breast cancer yeah. back in 2017. Yeah. And, uh, and she was a, a, a real force. She was um, my child. She was also someone I learned a lot from. Mm-hmm. She was very, very smart. She went to South Plains College. Yeah, and we we wanted both our kids to go to South Plains College. Yeah. We were teaching there. Yeah, I was teaching there, and I I knew how good the teachers were there. Yes. So they they started out at South Plains, and um, she went on to Texas Tech, and got her degree in English and literature, and uh, then she went on to the University of Florida. And got her master's degree out there. She right. is in. Uh, she was. She was the most artistic in like, but um, and I didn't get the chance to know her as much as well as I wanted to, because she was younger than me. But she was. You could tell the talent, like her her mind level, of her the level of her her thinking process was was elevated. Yeah. Uh, early. Yeah. And she was a legitimately good person too. Oh yeah. In, a, oh, in addition yes. to being a. Fun loving, yeah. You know what she did for the fun of it. She was an English major at South Plains College, but all of a sudden she announced to the world, meaning mom and me, <laughs> all and me, uh, I'm going to go over to the country music department and get in an ensemble, and I'm going to sing rhythm and blues. Oh wow! I never knew this. No, I said. That's cool. That's fun. <laughs> Go ahead. Cool. Yeah. Great music department. Good place to do yeah, it. Yeah. Right. And so I didn't think much about it until it was the end of the semester and they had what they call the festivals or fest week. Mm-hmm. And uh, she got up there and it was the Christmas fest. She got up there and sang uh, Santa Baby. 
No kidding. And I'm sitting there with my mouth wide open going, who is this? Yeah. I had, you know, I'd heard her singing around the house just as a kid, you know. Yeah. But all of a sudden. like real training or anything like that, you know. No, no, no. She had done her little thing where she took piano for a few weeks, you know. But that that was about it. (laughs) But she got up there and she was singing. And lo and behold, she sounded like a real live blues singer. Wow, unreal. And uh, she was doing. Doesn't surprise me, though. Yeah, yeah. And so she did that for, gosh, a couple of semesters while she was, you know, I think college was easy for her. Yeah. And she just said, well, I'm bored. I think I'll do some, some stuff in the, in the creative arts department. So she went over there and took that. Then she graduated and went on to tech. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, stop me if I'm, I'm stepping out of bounds. So, uh, you know, she go, I know that she went ahead and, and got married. Yeah. And she met a great guy, yeah. a guy named Will Waldrop. Mm-hmm. Uh, she met him while she was living in all places. And if you know Sparks, this is going to be what? She was living in College Station. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Which, big Red Raider. And, oh, yeah, you and, are a big Red Raider. Yeah, and, and she and was, so too. Yeah. She was, too. And, yeah. And, yeah. But she was working for Pearson Publishing Company down there as mm-hmm. a book rep. I see. And uh, she was living down there and, and, and enjoying it. She, she actually made some good friends down there, and, yeah. and she really had a good time down there. Yeah. But while she was there, uh, she uh, went with a friend uh, to a, a wedding, and she met Will Waldrop. Mm-hmm. I believe they were in Tampa or somewhere like that. And she met him, and they fell madly in love just almost instantly. Wow. And uh, they got married in Mexico down on the, on the beach, you know, and everything like that. And so he was working for Farm Bureau, which is a mm-hmm. really fine company, insurance company. And so he was, um, he was moving up the ranks and in, in, uh, living in Louisiana. Yep. So— that's where they lived, yeah. in Zachary, Louisiana, right outside Baton Rouge. Okay, so, and I didn't know this, so forgive me for for, um, for not knowing this, not doing my research enough, but and I promise we're going to get past this, but I think it's a p- important part to, of, you, of you to know, you and Olga both, um, you moved to Louisiana. Right. And that was, that had to be, it was there, you moved there after her diagnosis. No. Oh, no, I didn't know that. No, sir. We we graduated. (laughs) We retired. You see how teachers think? That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) I graduated in 2012. (laughs) We both decided to retire the same year, 2012. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a a granddaughter, Veronica, and Will had a little girl. And uh, we realized that we were driving to uh, Louisiana a bunch, yeah. a bunch, yeah, and it was uh, expensive. And uh, we thought, well, you know what? That's kind of a nice town down there. And Veronica kept saying, why don't you move down here? Yeah. So we did. We did. And okay. uh, Michael wasn't married at that time. Yeah, our, yeah, our you son. Got, you have also have a son. We're going to talk about Michael, too. But yeah, yeah. yeah, he wasn't married at that time. And so uh, we had one grandchild in the world, and we took off doing what people say don't do. We followed our grandkid, <laughs> and it was it was wonderful. That's and that's amazing. So uh, anyway, man, just uh, I think she was an amazing person, and it's good to know that you have a granddaughter. Yeah, and she and, was she had her second child, and oh. just shortly after having her second child, uh, she was diagnosed yeah. with with breast cancer. Man, and uh, and I know I just got to be devastating because she was such a such a. Uh, a jewel to the world, not well, just to you guys, but she was just a really a force to be reckoned with, and she was such a sweet person. And the way she handled it, I mean, from from diagnosis to hospice, the yeah. way she handled it, it was about a two-year process, 
And she and it was uh, that quick. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she, uh, her main main concern was everybody else getting us all through it. That doesn't surprise me because I know her parents. So you know, yeah, that didn't surprise me at all. But she, uh, she did. She kept us. Uh, you know, I didn't ever think she'd lose the battle. I really didn't. Yeah. All the way to the last day. Yeah. You know, I didn't think that. Maybe I'm in denial, or I was. Well, but, but mainly, you know, I was yeah. encouraged by her. Yeah. Her encouragement. Yeah, sure. And she helped us, and she helped her mom and, and yeah. the girls. Uh, Unreal, man. Yeah. Unreal. Well, I, I know that uh, she was lucky to have you as a dad, and I'll tell you, Michael's lucky to have you as a dad, because <laughs> I have Hulk as a mom, but uh, Michael's a handful. Did and, you know she wrote a book? Oh, oh, yes, that's right. We have to, we have to talk about that. Yes, talk about that. Okay, she My wrote— My bad. I did not mean to skip over that, uh, Sparks. Forgive well, me. While she actually while she was sick, she started writing it a little bit. She wanted to write a ch- children's book, uh, and before she got sick, she started it because she wanted to write it for her daughters and uh, to tell them that no matter what life said to them, they would always be enough. Yeah, and and to, it's an empowerment type book, a little sure. yeah. little idea for her. And she was writing it, and and uh, when she got sick. Uh, uh, it became very important to her to finish it up, and so Will helped her uh, in terms of finishing it up. And then once she she uh, passed on, he took it on as a major project. He said, "I'm going to get this book published, published. Yeah. and with help from um, a lot of people, including H E B and uh, and uh, Farm Bureau, uh, yeah. they were able to get that published and it's distributed. It's available in in H E B stores. What's through- the name of it? The Tale of the Nuff, N-U-F-F. Tale of Nuff. And it's this crazy little character that you know, looks like a unicorn yeah. with a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's yeah. just a little kid, you know, a little kid that... And her maiden name was uh, what? I mean, her, her, her married name? Veronica, her, Veronica Waldrop. So it's Veronica Waldrop. It's, it's yeah. the Tale of the Nuff yeah. by and, Veronica Waldrop. Yeah. And it was mentioned on... Uh, on a Fox News um, yeah. morning show, they talked about it, and it was Man. the governor of Louisiana. Uh, his wife had a f- feature on it that she did with it. And it it's really been a successful book, and, it, mm-hmm. and it's empowering. And we get pictures uh, sent in to, to, to Will and to us from time to time mm-hmm. of little kids yeah. going as the Nuff on Halloween, even. Really? Yeah. Oh, so, how special is that? Yeah, it's really, really neat. Come on, man. That's, un- that's too much. I can't. I mean, you know, uh, it's, 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 say, I think it's safe to say probably the toughest thing you ever gone through. Oh yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, but golly, faith gets you through that too. Yeah, yeah. faith does for sure. And I mean, golly, you gotta you gotta find somewhere. You yeah. gotta go somewhere to draw some strength uh, to get something through mm-hmm. something like that. Oh man, yeah. Sparks. Why? Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm glad that I wanted to talk about Veronica. I didn't want to because you're here and talking about you. But uh, Veronica, and you have another child. His name is Michael, and uh, he's a handful. <laughs> <laughs> Michael is a well. handful. I will tell you right now. My biggest memory of Michael is that I went over. Well, he would come up to your office sometimes. Oh yeah, and he was in junior high, I think, maybe 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 younger. Whenever I was there at South Plains, and he would come up there, and I would talk to him a lot because I would be in your office a lot because I interned with you and I spent a lot of time with you, and I got to know your family. And Michael would come up there, and we would talk about. Madden playing Madden football on on the PlayStation or whatever, and he'd just tell me he'd go, ah, you know, I'll, I'll kick your butt, I promise. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you're not gonna kick my butt. I came over there one day, and he absolutely wore me out. Mm. I mean, spanked me, and he let me know about it every time I saw him. And uh, I was like, man, 
I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it because I I would kick everybody's ass like in my <laughs> in my house in my apartment with all my roommates and stuff. I was like, how is this kid beating the shit? I mean, the way he's beating beating me, and and right now he's still doing it. He's still kicking people's butts as a coach right now. As a coach, talk about it. He's not little Mikey anymore. He's he's Coach Sparks. Yes, he and is. Oh, I'm so proud of what he's doing. Me Lubb- too, man. He, Lubbock he, High he, School. Yeah, the, 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 the Westerners, and I'm I'm saying that as an old Monterey Plainsman myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm rooting for those Westerners 100 percent because they are man. The things they're doing in uh, in girls track mm-hmm. and uh in cross country that's where he yeah, concentrates where he, yeah i know and then he's been successful too yeah he's he's developing a culture mm-hmm. uh, they've increased the number of, of kids participating in the sports and uh, mm-hmm. they're successful now and they're going to state yeah i think they've been to state three years in a row or something like that that's yeah, crazy and they're and they're really really good and yeah. you know the thing about michael is not only is he a good coach He's a good teacher too. Yeah, he likes to what does teach. He, teach. he teaches economics right now. Okay, but he he was a history major. It can't be easy to teach e- economics at Lubbock High. Well, for a couple yeah. of reasons, I think. Okay, just for me thinking off the top of my head. Yeah, one, Lubbock High is a gifted school, mm-hmm. and, and you've got to be. No, you don't have to be, but a lot of highly intelligent kids go to Lubbock High. By choice. Right, that's correct. Yeah. I mean, it always has been that way. Yeah. So, so number one, you're going to run into some really, really, really intelligent people, kids. Also, it's not the highest socioeconomic uh, pool of kids that you get to go there either. So you're dealing with kids that are really, really smart, but you're also dealing with kids that may be coming from less than others. Got to be hard to teach economics, I think. It might be. It might be, but you know he loves it. That's right. And, um, and whatever he teaches, he, he makes it fun. Yeah, and I and I can tell, and I can I can't imagine for the life of me where he would get that from. If it ain't gonna be fun, don't do it. <laughs> I just can't imagine. Yeah, it's and he's a great guy. Yeah, he is. Man, a, he good. is a great guy, and and I, I can only imagine how good of a teacher he is because he just, he grew up with a dad, you that would you would just, Sparks, you made everything fun, but it was also very productive, and it was also very creative, and your environment was amazing, and just. And I want to, and what we're going to do is we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how you taught because that's your biggest influence on me was just, and how we're going to talk about our history a little bit and then talk about your teaching style and we're going to tell some funny stories that I remember and, and, and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, but, you know, all guests that sit down here, there's really one thing that, that uh, uh, you know, that has to happen. And that's oh, what, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, it's tied down, baby. We're oh play man! Tied down time. That sound. That sound means one thing and one thing only. With all my guests, we play tied down. Tied down. T y e apostrophe d down. Uh, little play on words. If now listen, what this is? It's a game show, and you can win and you can lose. And there have been winners and losers in this game before. But really, I just ask you five simple questions. That's all it is. Sure. And then I'll decide whether you win or lose or not. Okay. And. Uh, if I feel like you need a bonus question, I might give you one. If I feel like you need two, I might give you two. Good. Um, I time some questions. I don't time some questions. Some have a right answer and a real factual right answer and wrong answer, but they all have right answers. I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. I'm, okay. I was born for this. Yeah. Zach Tiarina was said he said he studied for it last week. And I went, he goes, and you can't study for it, but he goes, I got so nervous. And, he, and now listen. Sparks, you're going to understand when you listen back to this, and people are going to yell at you through the radio while you're playing this game. So <laughs> Wouldn't like, be the first time. <laughs> well, that's true. And, and, but but people, are going to, people are going to give you hell about this because they do every time. 
whenever somebody plays this game, especially for the first time. Yeah. So, uh, Sparks, are you ready to be tied down? Tie me down. Okay. You are officially tied down. First question you have. Now, listen, first off, mm-hmm. uh, just not, not to keep you nervous and waiting, but to let everybody know. You're trying to ask me. A little bit. Yeah. We're, I'm going to see what you're made of. Okay. Okay. I'm going to see what the hell you're made of. Okay. okay. Yeah. You, you tested me a few times, <laughs> uh, and, and I'm, I'm turning the tables. But uh, we're going to read all five questions. We'll go over the answers after after it's over. Not we won't. I won't tell you if it's right or wrong when you're going through it. Okay. 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 Just to let everybody know at home what the rules are and how this game is played. All right. Now you're officially tied down. Okay. I'm going to give you 30 seconds on question number one. And question number one is: Name three towns or cities in the state of Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh. Suburban Pittsburgh and Greater Pittsburgh. Okay, number two. You lived in uh, Louisiana for a good bit of time. Yep. What is the best Cajun dish of all time? Anything etouffee. Okay. Number three. You're a Texas Tech grad. You're a big Texas Tech football fan. You and I have had many, many, many discussions about Tech football from from, from 1994 to now. To even this day, you and I will have conversations over text or whatever. I feel like this is a very simple answer, but who is the greatest backup quarterback of all time at Texas Tech? Jimmy Carmichael. Okay. Number four. Very simple. There's a right answer here. ABC, CBS, or NBC? NBC. Number five. And speaking of number five, all five of your senses, if you could lose one, which one would you pick to lose? Let's see. How long do I have on this? You can have, You take as long as you want. Okay. It's a tough question. Smell. Okay. Bonus question. 15 seconds. Name three kinds of flowers. Begonias, roses, lilies. Another Next bonus question and final question of Tied Down today with you, Mr. John Sparks. Very simple, either or. Santa Fe or San Antonio? San Antonio. Okay. All right, stop the clocks. We're going to go over the answers here. Now, I'll see if you won or you lost. Some you did great. Some not so great, but we'll figure it out. Okay, number one, Sparks. I said name three cities or towns in Pennsylvania. Well, you came out of the gate strong. Pittsburgh, right out of the gate. Okay, so you get partial credit there. Uh, Philadelphia, you did not say. Would have been bonus points if you just said Scranton also, because my favorite show is The Office. Uh, But Pittsburgh... Suburbia, Pittsburgh, and Greater Pittsburgh, those two are not correct. Oh, man. <laughs> Even though technically it might be. All right, best, I promise you, I had it written down right here. Best Cajun dish, and I said, and I, I said it's crawfish etouffee to me. Okay. You said anything etouffee? That's yes. exactly right. Right. Correct answer. Okay. Number three, the best Texas Tech football backup quarterback of all time, and I'm a little disappointed, and you did not get this right. You said uh, somebody Carmichael. Jimmy Carmichael. Do yeah. you know who he backed up? No. Joe Barnes. Okay. No, that's not correct. Okay. The, the, the correct answer is Sonny Cavazos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and and you know what? My wife did his scrapbook when he was at Tech. See? 
That's what I'm saying. And I just let it slide. Yeah. And we, we talked about it because he was from Westlaco. And we had so many kids in the, it go, I had to go to school at, at South Plains or from Westlaco. Mm-hmm. You talk about him all the time. And what was his greatest moment? Oh, gosh. See, now now you're asking me questions. My gr- His greatest moment. He threw a touchdown pass in the Cotton Bowl blowout with USC. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. That saved us from being in the record books. From being shut out? or As being the worst loss. Ever in the Cotton Bowl? Ever. ever there was in the, yeah. He ever, threw, but he threw a touchdown pass in the Cotton Bowl? Yes, he did. Dang. Against USC. And that means that they preserved the fact that the worst loss in the Cotton Bowl belonged to the Texas Longhorns because of Sonny Cavazos bailing us out at the last minute. Man, a best backup quarterback of all time at Tech, as far as I'm concerned. And who did the Longhorns lose to? Uh, in that game? The U. They lost to Miami in the mm-hmm. worst loss ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. See? There we go. There you go. So, Sonny, I'm going to tell you right guy. now, you get that wrong, but I'm giving you partial points because of the story you just told. Okay, good. So you get partial points. All right, number four, it's real simple. It's funny because we have a TV background, <laughs> and I said ABC, CBS, or NBC. You said NBC, and I feel like that, that is correct, by the way, NBC. Uh, because, okay, I just had a major faux pas in front of my media teacher. Like, mm. like I, I let the battery run low on my computer. You know how long we can go back and change grades? <laughs> the statute of limitation. Is it, how, how long is the statute of limitation on changing grades? As long as we want. Oh, God. So uh, you can get my degree <laughs> and everything. Uh, damn. But, it, okay, so I let the computer uh, battery run low. So, okay. But I give you partial credit on Sony Cavazos for telling the great story. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what I said. ABC, CBS, NBC. You said NBC is correct, and it's it's correct because that's where I worked at News Channel 11, NBC affiliate here in Lubbock, the great News Channel 11. Um, I love ABC because I love David Muir. I think his 30 minute weekly show is my favorite. That's the one I watch. I love him. Yeah, yeah. but uh, for for NBC, yes, is correct. Also, the great Benji Sneed, who I talked to today as well, because I was having you on, oh. and uh, we'll bring it. We'll bring him up a little bit after tie downs over. So, well, he got me to work at News Channel Eleven. So, yes, NBC is correct for all that. All that to say, yes, you got that right. Okay. Number five, the one since you would uh, get rid of if you could, not that you would want to get rid of one. No. Right, but if, uh, if I'm putting that to you, like, hey, uh, if you're in a torture chamber. I got you had to get rid of one of your senses. You and I said there is a correct answer. You said smell. Smell is the correct answer. I get rid of smell. I don't have to sell, smell bad things, you know. Right. But I don't know how it would affect my taste buds. But I don't care. I think I can still hold my nose and taste things. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, w- I wouldn't want to lose any of the other ones. I was going to say sense of humor. <laughs> you can never get rid of that. No, never. <laughs> that's, one of, that's one of your greatest traits is your sense of humor. But uh, so smell is correct. Bonus: three kinds of flowers. You rattled them off so fast. Uh, so I'm going to give you. Yes, you got that right. And uh, and so we're going to. I'm going to roll right into uh, the next uh, part of this podcast. Do you know why I asked you Santa Fe or San Antonio? Because we went to Santa Fe. And San Antonio. And San Antonio. That's where we did both of our trips. You t- you would take yeah. your advanced class, yeah. whatever. I hate to ever, ever put me in advanced in the same sentence. But uh, we went to Santa Fe the first year, my freshman year. And we went to San Antonio my sophomore year. And I will say this, San Antonio was way better. 
to yeah. Santa Fe. As far as uh, <laughs> as far as those trips went, we had the greatest time. Great. And San Antonio is correct. And with those sparks, if I add up the points, is the points, and it's like. You won today. Yay. You have won, John Sparks. You are a winner of Tied Down today. Congratulations. Thank you. What Thank you, you win is uh, on the table already. You win uh, Windlands or Tie bracelets, red and black. So there you go. Right. You can uh, you can do with those what you will. And uh, but congratulations, you have won today. So that's great news. That's great news. You you can you can go home today and feel good about yourself. So, I intend to. Yeah. All right. So, not that you wouldn't any other way, but you can just add this on to the one of many many accomplishments you've achieved in your life. Thank you. Probably close to the top right now. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I was at a fireworks stand. Yes, you were. You were sleeping. (laughs) You were sleeping at the fireworks stand. I don't forget anything, Ty. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was at a fireworks stand sleeping. (laughs) Yes. Oh, on the what we call the Leveland Highway, which is the highway that runs from Lubbock to Leveland. That's just the name of it. It's 114, but it's the name of it. And uh, yes, all you Metroplex people, 114 goes all the way to Lubbock. So just so you know, that. all the way to Leveland. All the way to Leveland. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for correcting me on that. And uh, so, I was. My family ran a fireworks stand for almost 20. Well, I think it was 18 years. And that was to pay for our college, and it paid for my brother's college, or helped pay for my brother's college, and it helped pay for my sister's college, and it helped pay for my college. I don't know what happened, but I was in the camper sleeping, and the, and when I woke up, mom was talking to me about going to South Penn's College. That's right. That's how we roll. <laughs> yeah. That's how you roll. yeah. How did that go, by the way? Well, I mean, how did, I don't. Even, I still don't know how. I woke up from sleeping at the fireworks stand, and I was like, yes, hell yeah, I'm going to South Plains College. It started with Veronica and Michael. We were driving <laughs> back home from Lubbock. Mm-hmm. And daddy, 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 fireworks stand, fireworks stand. You know? Yeah. And so, all right. And so we pull over there, and we get out. And my wife, being the person she is, and your mom, they start well, – I mean, they – you know, yeah, start chopping it, well, chopping it. Two up of the greatest time. people I know. Yeah, really, they were. They really are. Olga and Julie. They're, yeah. they're two really two of the greatest people in the and world. And so I'm trying to pick out fireworks and get home. And, yeah, and and <laughs> and keep the kids under control for just a second. Yeah, you because know, they're wanting everything on the top shelf. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> Don't do the top shelf. <laughs> no, no, not that good. one. <laughs> but they 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 were they were you know being themselves, and uh, I'm wanting to get on down the road and yeah. and. Uh, your mom and my wife were talking about about uh, South Plains College and what I do. Yeah. And your mom said, "You know, I think Ty would would like to hear about that." I said, "I'd be glad to talk to him. Would you like to come out to the college and I'll show him around?" She says, "Let me wake him up." <laughs> <laughs> that I remember waking up. You were taking a little nap. Yeah, I mean, my hair was crazy, and I mean, I just was like, I remember walking out of the camper seeing you. And the kids yeah. and your wife. And I was like, why? What are we doing? What and am I doing? It's important to point out to anybody listening that you did have a camper there. You weren't just on the ground behind the fireworks. <laughs> yes, I, was, I was at the camper. <laughs> you were in a camper. It was probably cooler outside than it was in that camper. I can probably tell probably you. Probably so. I, I, uh, I, a lot of, for 17 years, I lost some weight in that camper. I can tell you that right now. Because it was pretty hot out there. And, uh, man, I came out, though, and you were so cool. You were just like, hey. I really didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do with my life. I, I thought maybe TV, maybe sports casting, maybe. But I, as as any good um, 
youngest child with an outgoing personality that, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't figure anything out for myself. I had no plan. That's the way I roll. No, I didn't either. <laughs> See, I didn't. And, but, I still but, don't uh, have much of one. You know, some might call it divine, and some yeah. might call it just the stars aligned, whatever. Yeah. But for whatever reason, you pulled over to the fireworks stand that day. That's right. And my life changed and, uh, in, in that instant. Well, ours did too, because you, you became part of the SBC family. <laughs> yeah. And I went out there, and you gave me a tour of the station. Because yeah. what happened is, at South Plains College, it's a community college, a junior college, great basketball uh, and one of the greatest TV programs and a great music department. That's what they were known for at the time. Right. And I didn't. I really didn't have any idea. And I was like, am I going to go to Tech? And then I was like, well, I kind of want to go to like Syracuse because they have a good media program and Middle Tennessee State had a good media program, believe it or not. Like those were like on Still the top do. of my list. Yeah. Um, and I, I had a, I, I had a uh, what do you call it, like a department guide or whatever I'd written into Middle Tennessee State. And that was on my list. But I'd, I'd done any real legwork to go get in there. No, I hadn't done anything. And, of course, my mom does something for me and helps me. And I drove, instead of halfway across the country, I drove 30 miles on the road. And I meet you, and you go in, and you walk me through that TV program there, what you, what you, were, what you had built. And I was blown away, and I was like, this is where I need to be. Plus, and there's no bones about this, and I don't think there was, there's any argument you can make. Yes, I did get my four-year degree from Texas Tech University. But the TV department at Tech and the TV department at South Plains College, night and day. I mean, night and day. Yeah. Yours was, I mean, head over heels, more advanced, well, better run. And, I mean, just in all facets of it, of that, the, what do you call it, the telecommunications department. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it blew Texas Tech away. Unbelievable. Well, our, our focus was very hands-on, and yes. it's, it's a little more difficult for a, for a university to do that. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know we were we were aiming to make that a, a real hands-on program. And you did, and uh, when the, and then you had a you had a great teacher to back it up because you were you were so personable with kids my age, you know, in that age range. Which, damn, you know, it was community college, so hell, you might get some 35-year-olds. We did. Yeah, all the time. You you taught everybody. We did. We did. And um, you taught several different classes, radio, TV, production. I don't remember. I remember that one. And uh, there was one other one that I want to ask you about. I took advertising. You 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 taught an advertising class. That's right. Paid off. That advertising degree (laughs) paid paid off. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so I make the decision to go out there. And in your... In your genius, in your genius mind, and and you don't really know he's a genius till after you get through working with Sparks. The first day of class, you put me with another kid. Oh, yes. And you went, you need to sit by him. I need to sit by him, and y'all are going to be partners in this class. And I was like, I know him. I've seen him before. I don't know his name, but I know that he went to level in high school, and I hate his guts. I know that because friendship and leveling in the late eighties to late um, to mid to late nineties were, were bitter bitter rivals, and right. this is in the hometown of Leveland, South Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. And I sat next to a guy named Benji Sneed, one of my dearest friends to this day. Benji and Ty. Yep. Yeah. One uh, of my dearest friends to this very day, and I'm, you put me us together because our personalities were so alike, but yet. You knew that we would bounce and fill off of one of one another. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. It was immediate 
chemistry with another person, like a Benji is as a, not between, not, 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 get your mind out of the gutter, folks, not a chemistry, like an intimate chemistry. I'm talking just a, a personalities that clicked immediately. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And that was, that was easy to see right away that you guys had, had personality skills that would mesh really well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the things that if you work in TV, you're looking for people who will work well together, yeah. whether it's in the production room or whether it's in editing or whether it's on the air. Right. And uh, what I thought would be a fun idea would be to have you guys on the air both wearing your letter jackets yes. from, from yours, your <laughs> high schools. There was did. a Leveland High School letter jacket kid and a, and a Friendship Tiger uh, and sitting on the same stage, I felt like Henry Kissinger. <laughs> You'd done it. You 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 had you had, uh, you had solved the world. Detente. You did it. <laughs> we had detente. Like For just a moment, the world was at peace. It was. And I mean, <laughs> and we had a rivalry, so to speak. Still to this day, we we compete, but I got no. We hung out every day. Oh I, yeah. I mean, I met his family. His family is part of my family. My family is part of his family. And it goes Jim and Anita and and Jerry and Julie. They, I mean, yeah. worlds collided, and it right. was just perfect. And when we rolled tape and started that show, man, you guys just just it, really, really, it was, uh, it was really good on. It the really end. was, uh, and it, and it and it hooked me. I was in from that moment, and uh, it was really, really impressive. And it's funny, I was talking to Benji today, and I was like, man, and I go, you know what, I think he's, he's one of my, the greatest influence on my life. I look back on my life, and he goes, it's, it's one of my greatest influences as well, other than our parents. That means a lot. It's, unre- it's really unreal what you did out there. And, and, and every year, uh, well, first off, what was the, cl- okay, I got to ask you this, because I couldn't, re- and I tried to find my uh, transcript from yeah. South Plains College, because I wanted to look what grade I made in this class, because it couldn't have been good. But it was you taught this class, and it was a – you came up you, – you asked us – put us in two big groups at the class, the whole class. You had one group or the other group, and one big project. We had to come up with an airline name, and they were going to fly regionally from Lubbock to Midland to Houston to El Paso mm-hmm. to College Station and to Dallas. It was going to be a local regional airline and you guys, you and I can't remember the class was called, but it was it was we, the principles of advertising. Principles, class. yes. And, and and generally speaking, you don't have a campaign like that in a principles class. <laughs> I just did it because I wanted to. It was fun. <laughs> we had covered all the other stuff, you know. Yeah. And so I said, all right, let's let's create an agency or rivaling agencies and yeah. and duke it out. Yeah. And, see who can and, sell this product the best. And uh, I was the leader in my group. Mm-hmm. And I've never been more embarrassed in my life because we gave presentations that day that at the final, like we had like three weeks to work on this. Our presentation could have been run by a second grader and it looked like a second grader did it. And the other group, I, when I watched them go, I went, Oh shit. I mean, in the class. And I looked at our group and they were like, yeah, we're not going to do good on this. <laughs> I mean, I was, it was, but that is weird because I remember that project. Yeah. And how terrible I was at it. And, you know, I needed some heavy leadership. <laughs> I, needed some, I needed someone else to run the group. Uh, I, could, I could have creative ideas, but the, the, uh, to, to make it follow through was not my forte. 
So, mm. but man, what a what a freaking awesome! And then then we had the class at night on the well, I can't remember what we called that. It was like the advanced media class. Yeah, but it was a class we did a show. We did a show with yeah. SPC. Right, and that was the show that that was the class that traveled mm-hmm. once a year. And the first year we went to Santa Fe. Yeah, and I never had more fun in my life. We got on a bus and a little people carrier. Yep. But when did you start doing the trip? Uh, we we started those uh, probably when when was your first year? My there? first year was in 1994. The uh, or the well the yeah. You you were among the first that yeah. we did that with. We went, we went to Red River. We did a show there. Mm-hmm. We did did uh, Santa Fe. Yeah. Uh, we did San Antonio. We did Albuquerque. See, uh, and, and you know what's funny is that um, another big. And I don't know how you got this off the ground, or if you did, or whatever. But one of the big um, attractors that made something attractive was that we could go live on a TV station, mm-hmm. which was uh, South Plains uh, TV Ten. TV Ten. Yeah, yep, sorry, SPC TV Ten. Yes, and we could do the live basketball games. Yes, we could produce and put those on live. Mm-hmm. Three or four camera shoots. I would. I did. Man, that first time I ever did a play-by-play commentary. Unbelievable! Yeah, I was. I was I, I, hey, Sparks. Was, that whole week, I, I knew it was going to happen. I cannot believe. You know, never believe how nervous I was. Well, you did you great. Could, you did great. It, it was a. It was easy for me, but I mean, I was shitting my pants the entire week. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry if you use bad language, but maybe it has an explicit mark on it. As I say, the E on my name stands for excellence, but my mom says it stands for explicit. So <laughs> yeah, she doesn't like it when I cuss. But man. But I want to get back to the, play, the the basketball. But before I do, I want to stay on the trips. Your college kids, you got them overnight. You got them trying to do stories about Santa Fe, you know. Um, and I mean, you got it. What you have is I don't even remember if you had any other chaperone besides the bus driver. Uh, at first, probably just me. Yeah, and uh, and you know what? There's some guys on the trip and some girls on the trip that are 21 plus. Yeah, some of us weren't. Yeah, and and parties would happen. The scary thing is, that and on, you knew about it, but you were just like, "No, I don't want to know." You were like, "Hey, I don't really want to know." On the Santa Fe trip, you and Sneed were both on that trip. Yes, we were, and that see that was uh, that's a little scary. That's a little scary. You just paused a little bit, especially when we went to this very very exclusive restaurant. We did, and uh, and Benji yes. decided that he was going to join the mariachi band. Absolutely. He jumped up on the stage with the mariachis, and he was singing, and I was impressed. Yeah. And my wife speaks fluent Spanish. Yeah. She was impressed. Oh, yeah, she was there. That's right, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And she was impressed, and only after he finished did I realize he didn't speak Spanish. Yeah. But see, that's exactly who he is. <laughs> he can pull that off. And he great. does have musical talent, but he doesn't speak Spanish. I know that. Great, great memories for <laughs> those trips. Yeah. And... um you know, I did a I did a story there. You made me, and it was there was no sports uh, story to be had in Santa Fe. No, and I wanted to do a sports story, but you made me interview an artist, and he, he drew the Roadrunner. He was the yeah. artist of like the first Roadrunner or something, and was doing paintings there. Walter, somebody, yeah. Right. And I had to do a story yeah. about him, yeah. in which I was like, "This is going to suck because I don't no, have good. anything to do with it." And it did turn out to be really, yeah. really good. Yeah. And also, what you would do for students is you said kind of hands on approach. You would also turn us loose a little bit, mm-hmm. and for I to do, I would want to do story. I wanted to do 
a story for a weekday SPC every month, whatever it came on, or every two weeks or whatever the deadline was. And I can remember I did a story on Donnie Hart, right, which was awesome. Won awards. I, I mean, there's a yeah. There was plaques that I would win awards on. I, I, you were like, hey, you won this award sometimes. And years later, you did a podcast <laughs> with him that wasn't. It was, it was a great podcast. Absolutely, go back and listen to that one. Donnie Hart, man, he tells some great stories, yeah. and uh, he was fantastic. And he's still one of my greatest friends. Yeah, but, one of my favorite Red Rider. Yeah, to, to ever watch. Yep, Donnie and, Hart. And it's the greatest. Do you talk about that stat with Sonny Cavazos? Yeah. One of the greatest other stats about Donnie Hart that nobody ever realizes. Everybody remembers the Zach Thomas Texas A&M game when Zach Thomas picked off that pass and ran it back to win the game against Corey Pollock and the number three ranked Texas A&M Aggies mm-hmm. in Jones Stadium. We won fourteen to seven. The other touchdown Texas Tech scored was Donnie Hart's first touchdown, where no one covered him. Yeah, we beat Ray Mickens, but oh. Ray Mickens, but still Ray Mickens, the first round draft pick. Yeah, and. But Donnie, it was his first touchdown ever as a oh, Red Raider, yeah. and it was the other touchdown in that game. Right. And that's crazy. Right down the west sideline. Yes, it is. Exactly. You're exactly right. Oh, yeah. You're, you're exactly I remember right. that play. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, we get sidetracked a little bit. But so, and you let me do a story. And I did a story one time. I, the second year I was there, I started to get to know people out there. I had great teachers. Man, Terry Isaacs was a great teacher. Mm-hmm. History teacher. Mr. Garbo was a great teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, Natalie, I, I was on a speech team too. Uh, she was a great teacher. The other in the communications department, you get to know these people like a family because I was out there so much. I would, you would never really drive back to Lubbock and then drive back to South Plains. Nah. In those days, you just when you, when I in my days, I was like, dude, when I got to Leveland, I stayed mass in Leveland because I could pay for the gas, right? One to go back and forth nah. all the time, and but. You know, you just get to know people. And I got to know some basketball players there. And they were from all over the nation. They would come in. And one of them I got to know, his name is Corey Wright. And he went on to play in the Final Four at Providence. But he was from Brooklyn, New York, from the worst, I'm talking the worst, uh, parts of New York you could ever dream of. I did a story on him. And he, he, he I remember him telling the story just a matter of fact, like, being real matter of fact, like he was like, you know what? My grades weren't good enough to go to this college. And the coach of Providence said, I know where you need to go to get your act together. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and he took me to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I got off the plane and went, what am I doing? Yeah. He goes, but you know what? You put a ball in my hand. Yeah. And I, and I was at home. <clears throat> so it's just, you know, the, but you let me run with those kinds of stories and do those kinds of stories. And it was, man, I don't know. what Was, was that your philosophy? Like when you started teaching at South Plain, did you just go, you know what? I'm going to let kids do television stories, but I'm going to let them do it. Yeah. My philosophy was let them go find the story and do the story. Yeah. Because uh, the stories are out there. Yes. But the skill is finding them, yeah. identifying them, doing them, finding what's interesting about that story and and, uh, and telling the story visually with the camera. Yeah. And you and you had to learn to shoot video. Oh, yeah. I always thought the, the sportscasters never did anything with the video camera. Nah, you have to. It's called a one-man band. Yeah. It's called Retog. I remember you talking about Retog. <laughs> yeah. like, you're a reporter and a photographer. You're a Retog. Yeah, you're a Retog. You kept calling this. I was like, that sounds terrible, but it's really what, you're, what it's called. And, um, and, and I'll never forget another thing. In the very, one of the very first classes of that advanced media class, that one of them was, did the, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but maybe you can. Do you remember what that class was called? Where we did this, where we did weekday SPC 10? It was just newscast. Newscast, whatever. Yeah. Okay. 
you, you got in front of a whole group of kids, and it was, you know, probably 35 or 40 people in that class, maybe, maybe a little bigger, maybe a little smaller sometimes, who knows. But I'll never forget one of the first times ever, and you said, hey, if you're in this class, obviously you're interested in, in maybe in media and maybe a job in media. And I want to be the first person to tell you this. Do you remember you better get used to three things? Do you remember what those three things were? They'll come back to me. Yeah. Uh, The first was instant coffee, Motel 6, and Schaefer beer. Because that's all you're going to be able to afford. And I want you all to know this right now. (laughs) I didn't want to paint any false images there. And I just went, this is the greatest class I've ever been in. Yeah. Yeah. You know. The, the, The reason why you said that went right over my head. I just went. Motel Six and Schaefer Beer. You had me at hello. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. And you know, we we stayed in in, uh, in Motel Six. Or Motel Six. I, I remember hearing hearing two kids talk. Said, "Why does Sparks make us stay in Motel Six? <laughs> and the other one said, "Because he can't find a Motel Five. <laughs> that's true, and that's yeah. exactly the truth. Hey, we had a limited budget. Limited. I bet it was zero. I mean, you yeah. know, the fact that we pulled off what we did. Uh, and then, then the next year, man, my, my sophomore year, my last year there, we went to San Antonio. Yeah. And we went to, it was during Fiesta. And if you don't know what that is in San Antonio, I, it's, I'm surprised we even had a hotel room, period. Yeah. But you let us just go down there. You went, but you know what's funny is that we did, we did a lot. Of, we worked our ass off. We and, worked hard. Yeah. Yes. And I did a story on the Alamo Dome. Right. And it was I mean, I was so impressed. The Spurs were practicing. And, you know, and I had to set up the contact and the tour and to get an interview and all that stuff. And it was just, uh, it was, and then that evening we would go down to the Riverwalk. It was during Fiesta. And you had a bunch of, well, after you're 18, you're an adult. So a bunch of us that were adults. But we wanted to stay around you, you know. We liked being around you. And you weren't drinking or anything like that. We wanted to be around you. And I think that says a lot for you because we didn't turn loose and go party. Yeah. We walked, in, walked up and down the river walk and the fiesta, the celebrations with you right there with us. We wanted yeah. you to ride the rides with us and do all that stuff. I did us. ride the yeah, rides. You did. And I have yeah. a video of that. If I, if I can find it, um, I will put it on the, on, on, the, on the Instagram for this episode. Oh, heavens. But John, um, Sparks, you just, uh, to me, I look back on that and I go, that's truly amazing. Well, you know that show won first in state, too, in, in the Texas Intercollegiate Press. Yes. Association. Yeah. I mean, we had a, we had a party for that, like a little yeah. a little get together for when we got back when that won that award, right? And I won an award for the Alamo Dome story, and I mean, just <laughs> I mean, it's just I had so much fun. And when I went to Texas Tech the next year, I was so disappointed. Yeah, well, you know, it's just different, you know. And then, but not it wasn't. Yeah, it was. You're right. It, it was just different. It was so much more. And I use this word, and I mean it though. It was so much more intimate. And I, I learned so much more. I could, and you know what's funny is in TV and in uh, any, any of those, in television, whatever, you don't, and I remember you saying this, you don't need a degree to work in TV. No. You don't need a four-year degree to work if you no. don't want it. You can go work right now. That's right. And, and it's funny how Benji and I took two different paths. Right. And I took the one where I got a degree, and yeah. he was so successful, though. Very. And, and he didn't need a degree. No. To put his talents to where they were needed the most. At the time, anyway, he didn't need it. So anyway, yeah, I believe he was uh, the news uh, director. news director of the year for the state of Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more than once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and you no, know, a degree is a piece of paper. And you know, it was just like I, we just—I mean, but the the influence you had 
You know, I remember thinking, God, I wish I could have gone to South Plains for four years. How many times have you heard that? Uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you have. When are you going to make this a four-year school? I, yeah. I heard that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I said, why we'd mess it up then? Yeah. No, man. I was a campus ambassador. I mean, right. I got involved with so much stuff there that I didn't get involved with. And I remember some of my friends in Lubbock. I didn't join a fraternity or anything because my friends were still in Lubbock. Right. So we hung out. I didn't, I didn't, need, I didn't have the need to join a fraternity because... My friends, if, if I would have went out of town to school, like a four-year, like middle tenancy, I probably would have joined a fraternity. Like, that's a good idea to yeah. network yourself. But I, I was a campus ambassador, and I remember I, had to give, I gave tours. I would give tours to potential students and their families. And I had to learn everything about South Plains, and I had to walk backwards and talk. But I love that shit, too. You know, I, I, I think that SPCTV was a fraternity. In itself. You bet. Where everybody was welcome. You bet. Absolutely. And it, and it taught me to... Uh, uh, accept other people, yeah. Because I didn't have a chance. I didn't have a choice, really. I, and sometimes I did a story with somebody that I really had no um, commonalities with, and it made me love those people. Well, I figured if you could do a, a story with a, a <laughs> with a Leveland Lobo, you could probably <laughs> do, do it right. with anybody. <laughs> and I would never forget, man. Those two letter jackets you talked about it. Yeah, Benji had his on, and I went to to high school, and I got Donnie's. Because his looked a lot better than mine. Mine had just the number and the F on it, and that was it. Donnie's had all state patches everywhere. Yeah, I was impressed. I, know. I was like, look, so who look, is this guy? Yeah, look at my letter jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, man. <laughs> but uh, you know, it just just those those days were so instrumental for me, and you know, and just golly, man, and just to see you when I opened the door today, honestly, and I saw you, I just gave you the biggest hug. Well, I'm old now. So am I. Yeah, it's okay. But damn it, dude! It's just it beats the alternative, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it does beat the alternative. But damn it, Sparks, you're just a. Uh, I wonder, do you ever sit back, or, or you're talking to Olga, or whatever? You just y'all maybe do you ever reflect and go, how many kids did I influence? Well, Olga is always saying to me, "Would please write your memoirs." Yeah, and uh, I, I really did sit down at, at the computer and start hammering out some stuff. Yeah, but. Uh, it's kind of hard to remember. Something like this is is good for me to to stir up those old memories. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, me too. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Oh man, Sparks, you don't even know, man. And it's I could sit here and talk to you for days and bring the, up just we could talk. We, we could turn off the mics and just talk about tech football. We for did days. for two years. Yes, we did. <laughs> we did. I was sometimes I would go, Sparks. I gotta get. I gotta work on this story. Or something. Yeah. And I'll go. Oh man, I was supposed to pick up the kids. Yeah. <laughs> You go, sometimes you just, it, it, uh, you, you weren't a, you weren't a big user of four letter words, but sometimes you just go, Oh shit, I gotta go get the kids. Yeah, you know, and, uh, man, and I wrote for the paper there, the plane's been pressed. I wrote, oh, an editor, yeah. I wrote a column and you know, what's funny. I'm going to, and I'm going to find it. If I could, if I do the last thing, I wrote a column for the plane's been pressed there. What's the paper? Was right next to you. Oh yeah, in the department. The mm-hmm. what do you call that? The the journalism department. Yeah, which right. you there. You want to know the name of my column? I'd like to write a column like three or four, three, for three or four different editions of the Plainsman Press. Just an a, a, a opinion column. Do you know what the name of my column was? Mm-mm. Win, lose, or tie. Was it really? Yeah. I'm not kidding. Great. When I went there, we didn't have a television. Program. I went there to be the, the the newspaper advisor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. You yeah. did. I remember you talking about the yeah, used I, to teach the newspaper stuff. Yeah, I did that for six years, and uh, and we started uh, television, and it started growing really fast. They gave me a choice: Do you want to go TV or you want to stay print? I said, Let me go TV. 
It's more fun. It is more fun. And uh, then we hired Betty Stanley. Uh, oh, Betty was great. Was a great teacher from, from yeah. Monterey High School. Yep. And we hired her, and she came in and took over the print, and I got to go the other direction full time. Wow. Here's what I love. Um, I love the fact that you taught me and were the biggest influence on my life, and that we can we still rem- remain uh, in contact. Yeah. Or through Facebook or whatever it may be. Right. But John Sparks, you're, you're definitely a hero of mine and, and a person that, uh, as my mom says, is of great influence. Thank you, Ty. And uh, I appreciate you uh, just being on the podcast and just showing up to my door, man. Just showing up and you being – it's just so fun. I've learned more from my students than they ever learned from me. And that's bullshit. No, I think that's crazy to say because there's no way, man. But you've influenced a lot of people, and I speak on behalf of those people. All those kids, that how, how awesome you were and how awesome your family was. And how instrumental you were to a lot of people. And I speak on behalf. I think, I, I mean, I gladly will speak on behalf of them. Because I never heard a bad word about you. So. Thanks, John. Yeah, thank you, John. All right. That is uh, Mr. Sparks. John Sparks, my mentor, my teacher, my man. Uh, joining the Win, Loser, Top podcast today. And so, um, going to be coming up. The next two episodes will be awesome. So, get ready for those. Uh, Todd's favorite things. Along with Mark Youngblood, his favorite things, too. And then it'll be uh, the year in review with Jamie Berry Hill. Those are the two uh, coming up. But you know what? I am my podcast uh, with the one saying and, and, and one word. It's a saying and a word, but they're kind of oxymoron on it, if that's a word, uh, in front of my teacher, my former teacher. But, um, you know, I, I struggle mentally. And so, but I always have to tell myself to fly my black flag because flying your white flag is not a good thing. And uh, I'll fly that black flag as, as long as I can. And so I'll say, fly your black flag. And I ended my phone calls in the 90s with one word and one word only. And that word is peace.